0: Five, four, three, two, one. This is Engage 2.0. Welcome back to Engage 2.0. I am Brother Edie, and joining me is
1: Brother well, Colin Devoe. How are you doing?
0: and we are in our series the law and we are going to conclude in our topic today god's law in the old testament but before we go any further we're going to ask brother carlin to send us into a word of prayer brother carlin
1: thank you father we're glad to be back here again to do this podcast we ask that your divine spirit will be with us to be with our hearers, that they themselves will be blessed as they hear what we are sharing with them and let the word of god be our strength let us let us not be our own opinion but truly be guided by his spirit in jesus name
0: i pray amen amen so for those who are just joining us we spent our last program looking at the first four commandments as we are looking at the question number three the ten commandments existed in the old testament before mount sinai okay so we established the first four um thus far so we want to pick up um with commandment number five that talks about honoring thy father and thy mother. So we're gonna to go to Genesis chapter 37 verses 28 through 35 and then um, Genesis 50 verse 15 through 17. So I think for the interest of time let us look at Genesis uh, um, 50 first and then we look at Genesis 37. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us, and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall he say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, thy trouble the trespass of thy brethren and their sin for they did unto thee evil and now we pray thee forgive the trespass of the servants of the of the God of thy father and Joseph wept when they spake unto him we find that even though Joseph uh, suffered some things at the hands of his brothers the the message that came with the brothers is that hey you know forgive us our father wants you to forgive and so what does joseph do of course he's going to obey his father right he's going to honor his father uh it's amazing that we find that the respect parents get nowadays i i don't know if if that's like that much longer because we find very disrespectful children nowadays and in fact um, Second Timothy lets us know in the last days what will befall um, households who don't raise their children according to the will of God, and it's something that my family and I read every Sabbath, or recite every Sabbath. I think they have it locked in memory, but it's solemn, and I'm just going to read it. Second Timothy chapter three, and verse. I'm going to read from verse. Well, I'm going to read from verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. And that's one of the things that's going to highlight the last days in which we're living. We're going to know we're living in the last days when we see the amount of disrespectful children to their parents. And I'm not just talking about children. I'm talking about even older ones. Those who are in their 40s and 60s and their parents are still alive and the way they handle them and respect them. And so we find that uh, even though this is not just talking about parents to children, but this is also talking about those who are in parental authority. When the teachers are, uh, have the children for a certain time frame, are they disrespectful? And we find now, even in our time, that you know pa- teachers um, having to deal with um, unruly children and children want to fight teachers and the parents coming to take up uh, for the children without even hearing the side. You know, and, and we're living in a time where um, this is going on and, and worst off. And so um, we see that this command is given before Mount Sinai. Uh,
1: the, the, the the we face it today is that um, most generation, and we see it so much in our society, the disrespect of... Um, parents from their children and the the, the disrespect of our peers and the disrespect for those who are older than us. The challenge is that you something you started to highlight and that is that as time goes on, we notice that children will no longer have regards for their parents like they should or anyone older than them because guess what happened in our society today? Everybody wants to be on the same level with one
0: another,
1: Mm. nobody want to be one another's friend. Mm -hmm. Nobody want to be the authority figure because they feel like they're going to be hated when they have to be with the uh, um, authority figure. Mm. So we have a challenge and we see that this challenge is happening all around us and what happened? It breaks down the family from the family morals, Mm. the family structure, and we are now challenged. Now the society that is Highly wrong with crime because nobody want to be obedient. Nobody want to listen to nobody. Everybody want to do their own thing. That's why Proverbs today still stands out, you know. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 13 says, In the lips of him that had understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. Mm. If you don't understand, you have to get the rod. It he says here in chapter 13, verse 24 said he that spares his rod, he his son. But mm-hmm. he that loveth him chases him. Be, for, be times. <laughs> so the rod is special. The word, we, we want to take away capital punishment. We want to take it is there to what? Give law and order. Mm-hmm. I give you another example of the rod that we want to walk away from. Civil law. Mm-hmm. The civil law is the rod break the law, you get the road. You drive and you speed over the red light, and the police catch you, you get the road. hmm 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 So if that's the case, we as adults get the road, and we tend to want to take away the rod when we have to discipline our children. If we can, our children, if we discipline our children today, guess what can happen? You can save him. That's what Proverbs is saying. You spare the rod, you what? You lose your child. Very simple. Mm -hmm. But if you correct him before time, you can save that child. One of the things that God says in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, come now, let us reason together. One of the terms that you use is rebuke. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's one of the Hebrew versions of that. same word. Mm -hmm. Why? Because God is trying to correct you to keep you on that straight and narrow path. He knows the moment you slip, that's the moment you can fall into
0: a ditch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the Bible says that whom the Lord loved, it, He was Chases. That's right. He rebukes and chastens. So th- don't. And then the Bible teaches us, "Do not hate correction." You know, because it can save your life, like you said. And I don't disagree with that. How many parents out there can just wish that if they had done things differently, it might have spared the lives or the way their children turn out something better whenever uh, they, they went so far beyond what they think is um, no point of, of return but sometimes when you don't bend the tree when it's early you cannot you cannot bend it when it's already a full-grown um oak John, free. <laughs> and that
1: uh, yes. that is so true Betty and i just want to read one more before we go for more forward and it comes up so very loud there uh, what we're trying to say here we're not trying to say abuse your children no because mm. We try to say to you, try to protect them from going off the wrong path. It says here in verse, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 13 Withhold the correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When God wanted to correct the children of Israel, what did he did? He put the rod on them. What do we call a rod? Captivity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, the, there's so many different ways you can punish. Uh, the rod isn't as we just think one literal, you know, whip or something. It it's anything that is used to help the child to understand right from wrong. And so that that judgment is left to the to the uh, intelligent parent, not abusive, uh, because even a rod can be uh, abusive. Even um civil powers can be abusive. You know, so we're talking about judiciously done punishment. Meet it Amen. out meet it out punishment. Okay um, So let's go to our sixth commandment That's concerning killing that word. There's actually murder, but let's see if we can find it before Mount Sinai um, Let us go to Genesis chapter 4 verse 8
1: Genesis chapter 4 verse 8 and it says here and he came talk with Abel his brother And it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slay him. Parents. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The question comes to your mind. How could Cain get to this level where he wants to have so much hatred for his brother? So you ask yourself, did Adam and Eve spare the rod? Because remember, the commandment before that was to honor thy father and thy mother. You cannot honor your parents by killing your sibling. No. Very simple. Look. Yeah. You, if you love your, if you love your parents, you will not kill your sibling. If you love your parents, you will not put them in the old folks home because you are killing them when you do that.
0: Yeah, especially a home that's not gonna have the best interest as you would. they not all not all homes are equal. Let me say that. Um, haven't haven't been to some myself, but um, you, you want. When you place your parents in these places, when you cannot, um, when you cannot help them, because yeah, let's just face it, not everybody can do that. But you want to make sure, put, place them where they can get the utmost care and attention. And that's, that's the thing there. And I'm not saying pass our responsibility, but we're trying to be real, because we know not everybody can. But for those who could, they should do so. Yeah, and this is what the Bible says. We want we want to be treated. We, wanna, we want to make sure we're cared. We need to teach our children how to do that. And so uh, if we're not training them now, uh, it's going to be too late to instill in them that level of care and love for us later. Um, I also want to look at another text. Um, John chapter 8 verse 44. As we look at Cain sl- um, slaying his younger brother. And you know, growing up, I had an older sibling when we went to the same school. He looked out for me, make sure I was okay and all these other things. And we, we would hope to see this type of um, thing with Cain because Abel would have been the younger. Abel um, would have come behind Cain and Cain would have known what to offer. He would have known this at his father and mother's side. So the mere fact that he got upset of his brother offering something that he knew he should have done tells you the type of mentality that he was up, um, brought up with. You know, so or, or his level of thinking towards his um, responsibility to his brother um, In John 8 44 Jesus says Ye are of your father the devil And the lust of your father ye will do He was a murderer from the beginning Notice it says from the beginning he was a what? Murderer Thou shalt not murder Thou shalt not kill that, and, and, and we see that he did this from the beginning we already know, according to Second Peter, that the angel sinned, and so we find that one of the laws that that Satan broke was Commandment number six, that dealt with murder. Isn't that interesting? It's just to show us that these laws had to have been in play before given to Moses at Mount Sinai.
1: Um, you know, and we see, and it's true. And if if had have murdered his brother, and God um, check Tyson for that. We definitely know that the law of God and the moral laws of God have been put in exactly. way before Sinai. Exactly. Now, one of the other things that we um where was um John first John chapter three was thirteen and fifteen, and the Bible states is very clear: when a man has inside their heart hatred mm-hmm. for another brother, you have already killed him.
0: Listen
1: mm-hmm. what it says: Now, not my brethren, if the word hate you why do the world hate you the world hates you because you love god mm-hmm. you're already killing the man because he loved god mm-hmm. he goes on and said whosoever hated his brother is a murderer
0: wow mm-hmm.
1: but he, I, I shouldn't even have to go any further than that but i will just so we can understand what this text is saying and he know that no murderer had um, had eternal life abide in him that's right why because they have hatred mm-hmm. in their hearts you cannot have hatred inside your
0: heart. I want and want to, right? to go to heaven, right? want to
1: go to heaven. Because what hatred leads to? The hatred, hatred uh-huh. leads to murder. He ain't killing
0: Abel. We, we find in, in Revelation chapter twenty two fourteen. it says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. And we find in verse 15, For without, out of the city, are dogs and sorcerers and whamongers and murderers. So notice, murderers join that list of those who will not be in the city. Those who keep the commandments will be into the city of God that will eat of the tree of life that Adam and Eve had access to before they disobeyed God. So here we find murderers will be joining the ranks of those who are commandment breakers. So if you have to be a commandment keeper to enter the city, just the opposite will keep you out of it. And we find that murderers, killing, even hating your brother without a cause, Jesus said, is likened to murder. The only thing you lack is opportunity to kill. But you've already done it in your mind. You understand? And this is why these things we are talking about because there's someone who knows that you can break these laws even if you don't commit the very act and know that if you think that you're going to heaven or want to go to heaven, you're not going to get there because remember your character, as we talked about in our last program, your character is not equal to that of Christ. And if your character is not equal to that of the Father, Then you're not going anywhere. Remember we just read that Jesus said of the devil he was a murderer from the beginning so he had malicious designs not only against God and his government but for those evil angels whom he caused to fell with him out of heaven because they have a death sentence now. (laughs) So you know uh, you can read in Matthew chapter 25 verse 41 to see that death sentence for Satan and his evil angels that uh, accompany him in his rebellion in heaven. But it just tells us that Satan wants us to join in this bandwagon. And it's so important for us to establish these commandments because some of us have a a notion that, oh, these things were for the Jews. They were written for that time. But we're, we're going to come to a section where we're going to look at the law in the New Testament. But we're going to look at it first in the Old Testament to get a grounding and an establishment that these things existed before they were given to Moses on Mount Sinai. Let us look at the seventh commandment which forbids unfaithfulness in marriage. Let us read Genesis 30, 34 verses 1, 2,
1: and 31. It says here, And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, which is she bear unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shem, the son of Hamor, the Havite, the prince of the country, saw her, he took her and labored her, and defiled her. Now verse
0: 31.
1: And they said, should he deal with our sister as with a harlot? Wow. Let's let's add to that
0: Genesis 39 now, verses 7 through 9. 7, 8, 9.
1: And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Jacob and said, lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, behold, my master brought not that, not what With me in this house, and he had committed all that he had to my hand. Therefore, is none greater in this house than I. Neither had he kept back anything from me. But thee, because thou, thou art his wife. How can how how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God?
0: Ooh, that is sweet, man. I can. I listen. Let me read verse nine again. And Joseph now, Joseph who is at this point Potiphar's servant. And Potiphar sees the good work Joseph is doing, and he brings him into his household to run his household. Potiphar, for some reason, is not home. The the missus is home. And so verse 9 tells us all, and it says, there is none greater in this house than I. So Joseph is establishing he is like Potiphar in Potiphar's absence. Exactly. And he says, Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee. Because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against Potiphar? Is that what it said? No. He says, and sin against God. My brothers, my sisters, my friends, if you are married and you have a spouse, be faithful. Because when you when you cheat on your spouse, when you cheat on your husband or your wife, you're not cheating on your husband or your wife only. You're cheating on God. Notice Joseph said, how can I do this great wickedness? Not against Potiphar. He didn't even recognize Potiphar. He could have said, and sin against my master Potiphar. He said, no, sin against God. He recognizes a power that watches everything he does. He puts God where Potiphar's name should have been. This, is, this tells you, how closely and how seriously God looks at marriage and those who are single if you're not married stay single because the previous verse that we read when Jacob's daughter Anna. yeah when Jacob's daughter was defiled by the prince of Shechem he defiled her they had to they had to, and and when you read the story you realize that the the brothers were so upset about it the plan was now that Jacob had that he wanted to marry Dana and so they were going to get circumcised so they can be one with the with the Israelites but the brothers were so hard about what happened they actually used the opportunity when they were at their weakest point and they slew every man and burned the city and took the the women with them see my friends God has these laws in place to secure us our peace our happiness And to be at peace with one another. When we go against the laws of God, we run into problems. We hurt people. And we think when we do these things, oh, nobody's going to know. God sees everything, my friend. There's nothing. This is why Joseph told Potiphar's wife, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? God doesn't sleep, my friends. He doesn't cover his eyes when you go about to do nasty stuff. He sees everything. This is why, and we mentioned the text in our last podcast, in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes. Chapter 12, 13 and 14, it highlights that we're going to give an account for everything that we do, whether it be good, whether it be evil, and whether they be secret things. All your business coming out, your secret societies, all your business coming out. God knows it. There's nothing you can hide from him. He knows it all, my friends. He wants you to confess all these evil things, not to man. They can use it against you, but to God. Who says in First John one nine That if you confess your sins to me I will forgive you of all iniquity And he will cast them from his memory That's what God does He doesn't see us as evil You know You know sometimes we say Boy he hurt me Boy I ain't gonna forget that See God says you hurt me But I'm gonna forget that We have to remember We're not gonna have to um, If we want God to treat us a certain way We gotta want to treat others a certain way
1: This is the thing that most Christians stumble on. Um, I'm wondering to say that the challenge here is that we have to realize that this act of adultery is not just in the married bed. And that's one of the things that the first text brought out. The mere fact that you have fornication, which is sex, before you're married.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. This is highlighted. And this is one of the things that we have to really fight for, to not to get ourselves in this position. Because look what happens when you get yourself in this position. So many things can go wrong. So many of us. So much things Mm
0: -hmm. that can
1: destroy not the individual only, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but -hmm. you are now destroying yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's the part we tend to miss in this whole um, situation. That the fact that we are destroying ourselves and God is, God is such a loving God that he don't want to destroy us to destroy ourselves mm-hmm. and when Joseph was told said this to, to the part the wife I mean to the king's wife he was highlighting one thing and one thing only I have how I now have a relationship with my God and if I do this this is a vow now he's saying I'm breaking the vow that I've done in the presence of my God
0: And that's a good point. That's a good point because it shows that he has his relationship with God is tighter, obviously, than what Mistress Potiphar has with her husband.
1: (laughs) Exactly. When you are a child of God, and I know I'm saying this because I know one of the hardest things is when, and I'm saying it from many different angles, because I want us to realize that one of the biggest problem that we have is when we are being faithful, that when somebody does this act to us, the victim sometimes wants revenge.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm saying to you, Mm -hmm. and I'm pleading with you, because I know what it is to go through these things, and we all know, some of us have experienced it, some of us been through this situation, and sometimes we goes into depression, and Mm -hmm. we ask ourselves many questions, So I'm dealing with this from many angles, and I want people to realize that the best approach, whenever you are on the opposite side, or you're the victim or the one who are doing it, remember you can get forgiveness from God, and remember, those who are the victim do not forsake God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those who, and that's that's from the from the human aspect of it but it's also a spiritual side that I also want to highlight. We who have grown up in the Word of God, for us to go and commit spiritual adultery and take on another God, because remember the Bible says we just read earlier in the first, first session, do not help any gods, other God than the Lord our God. Mm-hmm. For us to go there to commit spiritual adultery and start it, to take another God in the place of the true God. It's adultery. Mm
0: -hmm. Idolatry. Mm
1: -hmm. So (laughs) idolatry. Exactly. So we need to understand and take our relationship and proclaiming the name of God because when we take on God's name. Married to him. We are now, that's right. We are now married to him. And guess what? We are now proclaiming the name of God. And it don't have, and people have to understand when God says he wants you to proclaim his name, he means he wants you to proclaim his character.
0: Mm-hmm. Act like a Christian. And
1: mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's why the book of Hosea is so important. Mm-hmm. He has espoused unto you. He's married unto you. And if he's married unto you, you must know who, whom you believe in. Mm-hmm. And that relationship should be cemented with love. Amen. And that's why you had Thou shalt not kill before Thou shalt not commit adultery. Because mm-hmm. God, don't, you cannot love God with hate in your heart. Mm-hmm. But when you have love in your heart, you will not kill, and you will not commit adultery, and you will honor the God above. See, people don't get this understanding. When you honor your parents, you are honoring the God above.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's look at our eighth <laughs> commandment. It, it talks about forbidding, stealing. Uh, Genesis chapter 27 verses 35 and 36.
1: You say Genesis chapter 27? Yeah, 27, 35, 36. 25 and... What did you say? 25? 35. Oh, 20. 35. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I thought it was wrong. And he said, Thy brother came with subtlety and had taken away thy blessing. And he said, is not he to rightfully named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he takes away my blessing. And he said, Has thou not reserved a blessing for me?
0: Wow. Oh, man. That, that's a sad story in and of itself. Let's combine that with Genesis 44 now, verses 4 through 8. I'll read okay. and I'll read it. And when they were gone out of the city, and not yet far off, Joseph said unto his steward, Up, follow after the men, and when thou dost overtake them, say unto them, Wherefore have ye rewarded evil for good? Is not this it in which my Lord drinketh, and whereby indeed he divineth? Ye have done evil in so doing. And he overtook them, and he spake unto them these same words, and they said unto him, Wherefore saith my Lord these words? God forbid that thy servants should do according to this thing. Behold the money which we found in our sack's mouth, we brought again unto thee out of the land of Canaan. How then should we steal out of thy Lord's house, silver or gold?" So. Yeah, we find that uh, these accounts of stealing uh, before we get to Exodus chapter 20 where thou shalt not steal was written by the thing of God and given to Moses, one of the 10 precepts of God or the 10 commandments of God. We find that stealing here is mentioned before we get there, which means that these things had to have been in play before they were given to Moses, which, um, you know, we might just read over these words and don't realize what we're reading, but they are telling us about a law that exists because if it was not a law, it wouldn't have been an issue.
1: And, and both accounts, highlight that the law of stealing is way before our times. And it's very clear. Um, he, you can see that in this case with the sack with um, Jacob Joseph brothers, he has, suppl- even though <laughs> the story is very peculiar, um, the cup was found that they were accused of stealing these golden cups and it goes to so you say the law there's a penalty for stealing mm-hmm. I, I want to I, I like to put two emphasis what is the law between man and, and man and then it's a the law between God and man one of the things we learned that this this law here is dealing with the civil law of stealing and we know that in our society even if we found God stealing, there's a penalty in the mm-hmm. civil laws of our society today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, want to, I want to take you in the spiritual world also. Do you know that there's a law that Satan, that God says, You shall not worship no other gods before me. Okay? But do you know that there's a stealing of worship?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Satan is trying to steal God's worship, and we are falling for it. Mm-hmm. We have to, this is why God highlights, and uh, the fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath day. Because Satan's trying to steal time.
0: Mm-hmm. And oh, he created yeah. a new
1: day of worship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some people say we can worship any day. Some people say we can worship on Friday. We can say, Satan's trying to steal the worship of God. That's why he said, I will build my throne above what? The Most High.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he's trying to steal worship. And guess what we do? When we found people stealing or stealing worship, you found them stealing from their brothers. You see how this thing goes in hand in hand? Mm. A man who's stealing from God is stealing from another brother.
0: You know, the thing is is that we're going to address, by the way, that same statement, um, you can worship any day. We're going to have a whole um, topic just on that. But, um, however, Satan does come to steal, to kill and to destroy. That's his MO. You know, and uh, he's not going to stop. He's not going to stop because just his character. That is his character. And, and throughout the Bible, you, are, you read about Satan. You find he's a robber. He's a thief. You find he's a murderer. He's a liar from the beginning. So we find that these are the characteristics that Satan um, put upon himself. He made himself this way. And um, those who are found with these similar characters, the character traits, uh, as Jesus rightfully said, that your father, the devil, <laughs> that's, and we don't like to admit it. No one wants to be admit, um, at least no sane person would like to admit that they are of the devil. But, um, you know, when, sometimes as people, we have children and when we see them growing up and they look like their father or their mother, or they do some certain similar things like that, we say, boy, that's a chip of the old block. Yeah, you, know, you could add been God saying that about you, about being like Satan, you know, you chip off the old block, you have his characters, you know, well, no one wants that report, but the Bible is clear, uh, if we don't want these character traits, uh, we have to do God's will, and that's by total surrender to the Lord, um, in fact James uh, puts it this way, submit yourself therefore unto God, resist the devil and he shall flee from you, so when we surrender our will, submit our will unto God, when we uh, are tempted to sin, whether it's to uh, disrespect our parents or to break the Sabbath or to steal or to kill uh, or to commit fornication or to commit idolatry, take God's name in vain, we can submit to him. And and simply that's what he wants us to do. Uh, the Bible also teaches in Proverbs 3 that we are not to use our own limited understanding, but in everything that comes against us in this world, we are to uh rest in his understanding and he shall direct our paths uh let's look at the ninth commandment and i know we can go in greater depth we, we want you guys to study for yourself uh don't just sit down and listen to what we say we give the information please go back over it and study for yourself um second timothy 2 15 please go back and study for yourself see if these things are not so uh don't say we didn't tell you to do so And um, the ninth commandment says thou shalt not bear false witness let's look at Genesis chapter 27 verse 17 and through
1: 24 it reads this and she gives the serving meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hands of her son Jacob and he came unto his father and said my father and he said, Here am I, who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according to according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my finish, that my that thy soul may be blessed. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord thy God brought it Mm. to me, false witness. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him, and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy, as his brother Esau hands, so he blessed him and he said, I my very son Esau. And he
0: said, I am. Wow, oh man! <laughs> and I, 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 you read something in verse 20 that I didn't pick up on before. I and mean, when he said that, um, how did you find it so quickly? And notice he threw God into his lie, he says, Because mm-hmm. the Lord, like God, brought it to me. Oh, wow, how often do we do that? We swear Oh I swear I, I swear on the Bible I swear by God I ain't not do that Lying to our teeth You know And I, and Jacob Paid for that I no wonder why He wrestled with God <laughs> You calling <it> God <laughs> Naming your lie I, You know I'm, I, 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 I mean I really didn't See that before But knowing that We can lie so boldly Tell We can place God Into our lie To make it so believable Knowing that God Had nothing to do With our foolishness it, 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 that, that, that blew my mind I speechless After that <laughs>
1: You have to understand that whenever we want to uh, achieve a goal or to cover up what we are trying to do, what do we do? We say, and Isaac said unto his father, how is it that thou found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord thy God has brought it to me. One of the biggest lies in life is that we believe that God has changed time.
0: Wow.
1: One of the other lies that we believe they put out there that we can have a graven image. Mm. You know, we, we, does things to cover our action. And that was, that's what, that always gets us in trouble. You know, one of the things that Satan does is cover up his lies. You remember what he said in the Garden of Eden? You shall no, not surely so shall die.
0: die. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: You care for with this. And sure enough. Man died,
0: but
1: mm-hmm. man didn't die instantly
0: mm-hmm.
1: because just as soon as man sinned,
0: his the mercy. sacrifice
1: was offered.
0: Yeah, God's mercy. That's why he says he's merciful and long-suffering.
1: Long-suffering. See, this is the character. This is the name that God wanted to clean. This is the name that God wanted to put inside us, his character. Until that is embedded inside us, we cannot have that life that he has offered to us.
0: And I, I just wanted to add... Um, now, I don't want to belabor the point, but I want to add that this lying wasn't just something new to um, to Rebecca and to Jacob. This is a family trait. We find that Laban was a liar. Rachel was a liar. Abraham was a liar. Sarah was a liar. Who laughed? You laughed, Sarah. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You lied. Um, oh, they going? They passing into Egypt. Oh, Sarah. Lies say, you're my, you know, tell a half-truth. You use you, you, my sister because um, she was pretty to look upon and, you know, she didn't want to die just in case Pharaoh wanted to take her. You understand? So we find that they're, they are liars, you know, in that genealogy and in that bloodline. And we find that um, God wants us to tell the truth. Thank God Joseph was truthful. Uh, and so with that son, because the sons, uh, well, with the exception of Benjamin, but the sons, they concocted a lie. They say that Jacob, um, Joseph was killed by a wild animal by splatting butter on the coat that Joseph um, gave his son, that Jacob gave his son, Joseph. And so they lied about that. So they were all a bunch of liars. So it's like, you know, we find that this commandment is, is being broken left, right, and center. And um, it doesn't, and, and today it's still being done. You know, we, we lie in court and law, lawyers, sometimes we call them liars because they, they can do it well. You know, and they could do it for a smile You know At the end of the day It's God who will be true And all men will be liars And God will know who's truthful And who's not And this is like like Joseph To an example for all of us Although we think no one sees what we do God is always a, a faithful watcher And he sees everything we do That's why we got to be true In all our transactions before him Because he never sleeps And he has an accurate account Of everything that we do So it's best to be truthful. Let us look at the last commandment, um, the 10th commandment, that has to do with covetousness. And it says, the 10th commandment had to do with covetousness. Eve coveted that which belonged to God before she took it. Let us read Genesis 3 verse 6.
1: Genesis 3 verse 6 says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, And a tree to be desired to make one wise she took off the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat the lust of the eyes
0: you Mm. know
1: we cannot see nothing beautiful and not desire it and you know we ask ourselves why did god give us these desires do you know that when something rightly discerned or something rightly look upon, that is beautiful, it can be extremely appreciated. Mm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, but when something is looked and
1: at, and we start to cover it by the form of lust, guess what it becomes? A sin. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we now start to, we now start to start to satisfy our evil desires. And that's when we get in trouble. You see, when we are trying to satisfy the flesh, we are now departing from God. And that's where covetousness come from. Envy. We cannot see our brother have something without wanting it. And when our brother have something that we want, we want to what? Steal it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, the the sad and, thing is is that we find in society today, and we may not know that we're doing it, because we're thinking, oh, I'm just dressing up in my short mini tight skirt. Or oh, I'm just going jogging with my bare muscly chest. But not knowing that we're making someone to covet after our bodies. And, and that, that commandment can be the very root of all the other commandments. Sometimes sometimes married men, they commit murderous acts to get rid of their wives, to be with that one they're coveting on the other side. Sometimes we do a lot of things that lends way to covetousness. We steal, we plot our, for our neighbor's lives to take their property. Whereas there's spouses or, or lands or cars or money or bank accounts. And, these are, and, and if we just learn to be satisfied with what God has allowed us to attain and do, covetousness would be a thing of the past. But of course, we contend with the devil, and he's not going to make life that easy. And so he's going to put advertisement out there, for advertisement, get this car, get this house, get this blah, 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 whatever it is. Because he wants us to cover things that we don't have and things which we have we're not satisfied with. Now I'm just not satisfied with my beautiful wife, I want something else. I'm not satisfied with my handsome, smart husband, I want something else. I'm not satisfied with my my uh, my my Mercedes-Benz I, I need a Porsche. And we're never satisfied. And it's always on the heels of covetousness. You know, and and if if we allow these things to run riot. We're gonna lose our salvation because that's exactly what happened in the Garden. Salvation was lost, right? There, there. Let me say salvation, but but eternity was lost at a point, point. and they gave in to their lust, and they went against God's express command not to eat of that tree, and they did it anyway. And 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 all the hell we're going through down here today. With plagues and hurricanes and earthquakes and all these other deadly diseases and malicious crimes and and all these and poverty, it's because that we cannot and don't want to recognize that there's a power outside of ourselves, a Creator who loves us, who says, "Keep my commandments if you love me." I mean, it, it, the world would just be a better place. It says, while it is true that the, that the ten precepts are not stated formally it is evident from these accounts that the people were aware of them some ordering their lives by them others choosing to violate them in conclusion principles of god's law were certainly known before mount sinai why was it necessary to reveal his law at mount sinai because the people had been mingling with heathenism and idolatry for long centuries in Egyptian slavery and they had lost sight of God and his law. This is one of the reasons why he brought them out of Egypt. You can read Psalms 105 verse 37 through 45 for your homework. My friends let us turn our allegiance unto God. Now we have one opportunity in this life we all have one life to live. We're not going to die and come back like a rock or a butterfly or a bird. That's another lie from the enemy. Who wants to make sure you think you can do whatever you want and come back at another life? No. he you know, it's just, just one life. But he wants you to believe that so you can live against the law of God and think that you have another chance to do it right. No. This is it. And we ask, we are pleading that you take a second look at the scriptures and ask the Holy Spirit for help. And if you need help, give us a shout. We're going to give you the contacts on the other side of the prayer. We're going to ask Brother Colin to send us out with a word of prayer. Brother Carlin.
1: Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings we have received in studying your word. We thank you for your commandments. Mm. Let us become closer and let us ask God to give us the strength to be obedient to his will and his commands. We know it's not easy. We know it's challenging. And you don't have to do it on your own strength. All you have to do is surrender to our Lord and our Savior. And he will give you the power, the strength to overcome these temptations. Yes. The road to heaven is not easy, but we know once our Lord is with us, we can make it true. Amen. We thank you for the blessings. We thank you for what you have already done. We thank you for the word of God that encourages our hearts daily to live as he will have us to live. As we depart from this broadcast, God, we ask that you keep us, that we can come back here. Help us to be faithful in our daily actions, yes. in our daily com- communication with man. Yes. As we try to win another soul for our Lord and Savior, as we witness for Him, let us carry the name of Jesus in faithfulness to mm-hmm. the calling that He has called us to. We are not our strong God. We cannot do this with our own strength. We ask you to forgive us when we come short. We ask you to forgive us when we do not understand or see clearly. This is why we come to you in prayer that our minds might be open and our hearts might be guided. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. We thank you for listening here in Engage 2.0. If you want to contact us for any which reason, you can do so and I email at heart2heart.com ministries242 at gmail.com we will always be happy to hear from you also if you want to listen to this podcast you can do so via anchor and if you want to view this broadcast or any of our past episodes you can go to our youtube channel type into the search engine heart to heart 242 there you find all of our content please subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any more of our future uploads also if you like the information please Give it a thumbs up and share it. And we are also on Facebook and Twitter. So for myself, Brother Edie, and for my host, Brother Colin, we say until next time, Maranatha.